Welcome to the No Mongo Podcast, a weekly show about all things skateboarding. My name is Rick Beta. Thanks for tuning in, and happy Veterans Day. Thank you to all the veterans out there who served for our country, who are basically allowed me to create this podcast. And thank you for your time. Thank you for your service. You know, my father included served in the Army, so thank you. Thank you for your service. And thank you for tuning in. You know, I really do appreciate you, you know, making me part of your day, whether you're driving to work, whether you're on the treadmill, dare I say, listening at a skate park. Damn! Who knows? But you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta, R-I-C-K-B-A-T-A, and email the show, nomongopodcast at gmail.com. So it's another year. Can't believe this year is almost done, almost over, and yet another great Street League Super Crown Championship, right? So this time around, they were in Rio, Brazil, and it was popping off over there, okay? Great contest, great cast of skaters, you know, and as usual, great commentators and announcers. You know, they had the OG Paul Zitzer, Andrew Cannon, and even, you know, SLS veteran Sean Malto. So he was in the house, I guess. He's been doing it for a little while now, I think. I can't remember how many he's done, but always love hearing his commentary. Because we all know Paul, you know, he's one of the best to do it. But but Sean, he's got he's got a great style to it as well. You know, he's he's a natural, is basically what I'm saying. You know, breaks down his tricks and you know his obvious, you know, first hand knowledge really adds, you know, value to the viewer, you know, much like myself. So it's it's he adds value, which is great. So well done, Malto. But yeah, I just can't remember how, how long he's been doing it. I'm just forgetting. But either way, I really enjoyed what Sean you know, had to contribute to this broadcast. And I would say hire him again for next year and give him a give him a 5% raise, please. Yeah, you hear that, SOS team? And of course, with pretty much all SOS events, they had uh, many familiar sponsors. So if you watched it, the odds are you already have like the the, the images of Kariuma's logo burned into your brain. You know, we got to see plenty of, you know, Red Bull hats and Santa Cruz was even a sponsor. You know, Andrew was, Andrew was wearing a shirt the whole time. There's banners all over the place. You know, the, the sponsors were, they had some great sponsors there and they it worked. I remembered them. I'm talking about them. As far as the the riders, you know, last year's champions, Pamela Rosa was there, Jagger Eaton, they were in the lineup this year. And I bet, you know, uh, Jagger was very happy to know that Nija would be listed as DNS, you know, due to his, you know, injury a few months ago. We all know this, he got injured. And how many of these have, has Nija won? Is it four or five? I meant to write that down. Let's see, one, two, three. I think it's at least four, right? It's, I mean, it's definitely more than three. Because I think he did a three-peat, right? And then he's won at least one or two more. Anyway, but I know they mentioned that. So I, I was like, oh, yeah. I bet he was just like grinning. Like, oh, great. You know, because not having Nija in the mix, having him not skating does change the, you know, the contest dynamic, right? Much kind of like what Reyes Alil is slowly doing, right? She's starting to put fear in some of the skaters, like, noggins, right? It's getting in there. Like, before they even drop in, they know, oh, gosh, I need to get, like, the this many points and score and do these, this many tricks and this many hard tricks on the big stuff as well. I mean, it's not too obvious yet, but it is happening. It is happening. The Nija effect is, you know, is happening on the women's sides with, with Liel, which makes you think. I mean, are we going to get – we're going to get a little bored watching the women's event in, like, the next, you know – few years last decades you know it could happen if we're not careful right it could happen racia 
I think it's they. It's funny, Raisa or Raisa or Raisa, however you want to say it, because it gets said so many different ways, especially in, on this contest. Say it however you like it, but it's R A Y S S A, right? Raisa just might take over the world if we don't pay close attention. I'm just gonna leave it at that. But more of her in a bit. I want to start off with the fellas, you know, the dudes. Many familiar names were in this, con- you know, contest and contention. And this time around, though, the league had two first-time winners. Yeah, spoiler alert. Oh, no. But Portugal's very own Gustavo Ribeiro, he also won in Vegas. But he won first place and took home the crown and twenty-five grand, uh, you know, for this contest. And see, the bad part of this is, you know, social media... Obviously, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because because of social media and the constant news cycle, blah, blah, blah. I already know who won. You probably already know who won, too. And you, maybe you, you did or did not watch it. But before I even started watching. So it didn't change my mind a bit. That's that's the key here, okay? I, I know who won, but I still try to go in with, like, my judge's hat, you know, or my you know nerd hat on, like, to judge, like, uh, to score it how I would. But I actually agreed with pretty much all of the scoring for this contest, I wasn't screaming like "What the?" or like scratching my head at the end of the event, like "Dude, that's you know that person got robbed" or anything. There was none of that at this event. The commentators only had one jinx. That's right, only one commentator like sniper fire. But overall, it was a fantastic event that came down to the wire for both sides, men's and women's. I say, if you happen to just stumble upon SLS for the first time and this was your first initial sample of the product. You'd be a happy customer. It was that good. They had a great flow and rhythm to it. It wasn't too long, I think. Well, I watched it What was it on the YouTube clip, so it was an hour 40 each one or something like that. From start to finish, I was engaged. And keeping it on the winner just for another four, a couple more moments, I wanted to point out that if I hadn't already known the results for this event, after seeing Gustavo slide into the nine club after his first run, I would have guessed he was going to win right then and there. Yeah, it was that dominant of a first run. His first run was flawless. I mean, talk about one and done, right? I mean, because that's basically what he did. Stomping a 9.2 from the start. And not only was he doing like great and very difficult tricks, it was how he was doing them that mattered, okay? And namely, actually, how he landed that stood out for me. I wrote how he landed in my notes because... Look at how he landed on all of his tricks. Each and every one was done with authority. Like, I felt him landing. Felt him landing those tricks. And his runs were all about his landings. Stomped them. Bolts. I can imagine his mind. He's like thinking, look at me. Look at me. Are you not entertained? Stomp. Take it easy on those bushings, though, Gustavo. Your trucks need a break, too, dude. Relax a bit. How many bushings does he go through in a year? Most of us have the same bushings for like 40 years, but he probably just goes through those like a couple weeks. But getting four straight nines pretty much opened a pathway to victory for him. Four straight nines. How are you going to top that? And at this point, it was just kind of like a mental battle for the rest of the field, right? They all knew they had they were gunning for second place at that point. They're like, oh, great. Dukavo's got this. Let's fight for second now. And it's hard to beat his nose grind and ollie flip outs, you know? And he got it on the and won on the final attempt. He had ice in his veins for that one. SLS rookie Braden Hoban pretty much had the best style of the day for me, or the weekend, I should say. And he's a street league rookie. I was like, 
Stop lying. He's not a rookie. He looks like he's been doing it for years, you know? But Braden, he's got a bright, bright contest career ahead of him. It's like he was born for contests, you know? I don't know. I'm, I guess I'm calling it now, right? He's going to be a force in competitions for many, many years to come. I'm excited to see him just grow. And that kickflip back nose blunt on the final try. Ridiculous. You were just showing off, dude. Yeah, yeah, you make it look way too easy. You're just showing off. And you got that well-deserved 9.6 for that one. And a well-deserved spot in second place, you know? I mean, he's the only guy doing all the impossible 50-50s these days, you know? It's not an easy trick. No. It's ridiculous. Well-deserved second place, though. And he got 10 grand that, uh, you know, comes with that second place uh, prize. Some may say that Chris Jocelyn just kind of came in and stole third place from Uto with that back three, you know? I, I know there's some, like, unspoken rules and etiquette, right? It happens in all sports, right? But he doesn't care. He doesn't care. He's going he's gonna to huck, huck it down those steps and stomp into third place, and you're going to like it, mister. I do love how Malto kind of put him on blast for doing that. He's like, like they say in the movie Pulp Fiction, don't steal another man's tricks. Don't do it. It's not cool, punk. Uh, maybe that wasn't from Pulp. I'm just kind of making it up. Anyway, unsportsmanlike conduct or not, that backside big flip was pretty damn gnarly. He wasn't stealing that from anyone. He, he, he earned it. In fact, he could probably spin it back at Uto and say, hey, man, you could totally try and steal my backside big flips. Go ahead. Try and figure it out. Yeah. I think he could do them, though. I'll even let you go first, dude. Now what? Now what, punk? Hold me back. Hold me. Uto and Chris are fighting. That would get some radiance. Huh? That would get some clicks. Not endorsing that at all. Don't do it, guys. Uto handled it like a boss. He just kept trying it. But Chris got his nine club tricks, and, you know, a third place was a proper placement for him, you know, and, of course, $7,500 for his performance. Oh, and speaking of Mr. Horigome, you know what? Let me give him golf claps. Poor guy was struggling a lot. I'm holding my fingers. It's not a little bit. Actually, no, I'm going to use both hands. He struggled this much. Two falls in his first run. Four falls in his best trick attempts. That's four out of four best trick attempts. No makes. So needless to say, he did not He did not have a good time in Brazil. That's why I wanted to just give him some encouragement, some golf claps. You know, Nothing was working for the man. Nothing. But he'll be back, though. That was a rough outing for the guy, though. And last year's Super Crown champ, Jagger Eaton, struggled. Actually, he struggled this much, too. This much. Nothing was working for him as well. He never looked comfortable. And he, too, missed all four of his best trick attempts. All four. Jagger Eaton. And you, know, and you want to know what I think happened? I feel that he didn't do as well because he wasn't rocking any AirPods. No, he wasn't rocking any this time. There was nothing in his ear. No head bobbing. I think I don't know what he's listening to. Maybe Metallica or some, some hip-hop. It was just the overall ambiance of the contest setting. That's all he had in his ears. Could that have made a difference? I mean, maybe, right? It's kind of what I've known to see him do. He has headphones in. He would literally pull out his phone, press play, get going. And I think it might have kept him sparked maybe to do better, you know? It just seemed like out of character. 
just to have to have him not have like white things in his ears you know i don't know maybe it's just his maybe it's the new him you know maybe he's not doing it however unlike vincent malou who would rock his you know over the ear headphones in between runs i mean those things were ginormous i mean he wasn't confident enough of course to rock them during like a contest like like a nashad might do you know he stayed in his lane but i wonder what he was tuning into you know because you think like you get a little little nibble of something it was a little taste of a song but then again he seems just like kind of like the type to have just positive affirmations on on loop right or maybe like some Stuart small you know you're good enough you're smart enough and doggone it people like you all right cool drop in canadian's very own ryan desenzo took fourth place ryan had some solid tricks and a nice kickflip front blunt but it wasn't enough you know, he, he also, too, he too seemed like his nerves maybe got the best of him. You know, he just wasn't feeling it. You know, he did kill it at that dime contest. So maybe that was more important, you know. And of course, I can't forget Felipe Gustavo. You know, Brazil represent, right? He started off strong, you know, ended up sticking to like more smaller obstacles and rails. You know, therefore not basically being able to advance, right? The judges were... Were, were accurate. They were strict, but they, uh, like I said, I agreed with all the scoring, you know, especially for Felipe. Everything was very accurate and appropriate. So he, he did not, um, and I'm sure he knows he could have done better. You know, it just wasn't in the cards for him. This was an amazing event, though. One of the best I've seen in a long, long time. And it came down, you know, to the last two skaters. The scores were 27.7, 27.6. You know, talk about neck and neck. It's like, how are you not entertained at this point? Braden, you know, throwing the horns, you know, getting the crowd all hyped, you know, breaking that fourth wall, right? You know, because that's how you know he has a bright, bright future in in the contest scene. Didn't even phase him. He wanted the crowd hyped, you know, even if he didn't get that, you know, final make, you know. It didn't work, but it will next time. Crowd hype sometimes works. But as I just mentioned, you know, Gustavo, he needed a 9.2 to seal the deal. You could feel the tension in the air, right? And I loved how the director, you know, he called to switch the camera, which was showing Brayden sitting down nearby, you know, almost kind of like cheering him on to either, well, cheering him to either make or fail, right? You know, that was a cool moment that came down the wire, the last two skaters. And they, of course, they had to have him in the same frame, at least for a moment. But that was a pretty cool image to see. And then seconds later, he called for, I'll call it, Camera five, which pretty much blocked the entire trick, you know, Mr. Control D Excesso, Mr. Access Control, killed the moment, man. It's like, what was he doing? Was he playing with his cat or something? He's kind of swat. Was it a bug? What is going on there? And why did we have to see that? That was the only flaw of this entire contest was the decision to take, you know, camera five or six, quote unquote, whatever number that was. <laughs> I mean, either way, though. It blocked the entire trick. How do we know we pulled it off? Do we know? I mean, of course, people were in attendance and they saw it, but it could have been a 50-50 for all I know. You know? What are the conspiracy you know, theorists saying out there? What's the slap boards compl- what are the slap boards complaining about? No, they're probably not talking about this contest. What am I saying? However, they did show us the alternate angle. I, you know, I appreciate that, but you know me. I didn't even watch it for the trick. I watched it to see what the hell, like, Mr., you know, C.A.D. was swatting at. What was he trying to control over there? What he, who was trying to access something over there he was trying to control? Was he messing with the cameraman? 
Because if you look at it, that's the only thing that's around him. What the hell did he do to you, sir? Or was it a bug? I, I need answers. I want answers. Let him do his job, okay? No swatting at the camera lens. But for real, though, doing that trick on the last attempt, he had ice in his veins, like, for sure. So well done. Bravo. 9.3 to take the win. That was cool. And the women's event was filled with equal amounts of excitement. You know, much like I mentioned at the top, Ray Salil is on her way to becoming a force in, you know, skateboarding competitions. We've seen this. We've known this. It's just it's coming to fruition. She's growing into her own. She is built for them, you know, and can handle the pressure. That's the thing. She can handle the pressure very well. And, you know, much like Brayden, she likes to hype up the crowd in the process, too. She's encouraged, like, get loud, get loud. Yay, come on. Louder, 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 louder. And that's how you know she can, you can tell that she's locked in. It's you know, kind of like breaking that fourth wall to invite the crowd in. and it, 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 inv it makes us all experience the moment together, right? We're all in it at that moment. And coming into this event, she won all three stops before this one. Straight domination. You know, plus, she was the home favorite, of course, so she, she had that on her side, right? And she had solid runs. Even if she didn't skate as fast as Pamela Rosa, that's the thing, too. I noticed that way difference in speed right she still got it you know she made up any discrepancy she had in speed or whatever she made up with her tricks right so Lil, you know, i mean she gave it her all though i mean she even cramped up at one point during one of her runs and you know had to finish a bit short but we still don't really know what happened though i think it's just you know some cramping up or something they probably massaged it out but she fought through it you know and managed to kind of steal the deal and you know get 25 grand uh for the podium but what was crazy, though, is that for as loud as the crowd got, they sure were really quiet You know, when the doctors were checking on her. It was, you could hear a pin drop. Pamela Rosa got the crowd going to you know, Brazil represent. Huge cheers from the whole crowd. Huge. But I was a little confused on her first run. Right towards the end, she, when she waved off someone, okay? You know, she, she, she was looking way to her right, too, like... Because when they switched the camera angles, it was it looked like it was the dude in yellow. Maybe. Maybe, maybe it was a visual distraction for her, you know? Either way, you know, she rushed for her next attempt and chewed on some concrete. 21-22. Uh, but then she proceeded to get up, turn around, scold the dude in the yellow shirt, which is, uh, that's the only person I can think of. I was like, what the hell happened, Pamela? Are, are, are you okay? He wasn't even near you. And you had tons of space from the angle that I saw. Tons of space. I mean, even the, sk the other skaters moved over. It's so confusing. Control day excesso. Did he have something to do with it to piss her off? I don't know. But what's crazy is that, you know, moments later, you know, for another run coming in from that same angle, she got sent rolling to the ground. You know, that's right. It, it, it came back to haunt her in her second run. She got snipered just rolling in. So I kind of sucked to see and uh, not a fun way to lose to like opponent, right? You know, everyone wants to compete. You don't want to see like your, your competitor go down like that. We want to see like a great run, but she didn't get that, you know, but she seemed on a mission to get that trick, you know, and complete that run though. But she ended up getting a uh, fifth place. 
Funa Nakayama slid in the second, taking home 10 grand. Great job there. And you know she had to just throw down that front crook down one of those rails. And we all know she could do them down the Hollywood 16 now. Yeah, we saw that. Future uh, Thrasher cover. She's out there skating rails like they're small curbs to her and stuff. So such great style, too. And then speaking of style, you know, I think Momoji Nishia has my favorite style of this final eight group. She even took a wicked slam for her final attempt. I was like, damn, ouch. She bounced out her head. She'd have pulled a, a Marty McFly, right? Bouncing her head off the cement. That wasn't fun to see. But she ended up taking third, though. She's still got it. Still got that $7,500 coming in. Do they still give people big checks? Or they just kind of just send it via electronic uh, transfer, you know? But way to go, Emoji. And much like with the fellas, there were some skaters that didn't have the best time on four wheels. Yumika Oda just wasn't feeling it. Like, she was not feeling it at all for this contest. Nothing was working for her. You know, Poe Pinson, she tried to pack in as many tricks as she could during her runs. Even threw in a late shove it for me. Thanks, Poe. I, I really do appreciate it. But, yeah, nothing nothing was working for her. She was close. She was close. I think, uh, what was she trying to kickflip nose slide at the end for best trick and just you know she committed to that and it just didn't work you know she went all in on that uh gabby mazetto another local favorite had a perfect first run but then everything kind of started to crumble away for her you know gabby just you know she was sent home with you know a thousand dollars for her time yeah not bad for seventh place you know what is that like what 650 with, you know, with taxes or something if you put away the money for taxes but hey not bad for seventh place and luckily, Wenwei Zhang was the only skater on the field, I mentioned this earlier, to feel the wrath of a commentator jinx. Right around 9 minutes and 16 seconds, bam, sniper. Just right about the time when Paul said, so far so good. He's right as soon as he said good. Seconds later, like literally seconds later, she missed her trick. I was like, oh, Paul, oh, oh. I mean, we knew it was going to happen eventually, right? Most commentators can't help it. Can't help it. So far, so good. I wouldn't. I would try to like play it off, like so far, good. Like Paul, are you okay, dude? What are you saying right now? Nothing. Nothing. Got something stuck in my throat. Or I would have just owned it right away. You know, oh, that's on me. That's on me. You know, kind of put the commentator gods at ease. Like, it's my bad. That's on me. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But moving along, moving along. But she's got an awesome salad grind, though, you know. And who knows what she would have ended up with if it wasn't for the jinx, you know? Who knows, you know? But congrats to Raisa Leal. You've come a long way since, like, those times in that Tinkerbell outfit, right? Was that what it was? Tinkerbell? She was doing, like, a heel flip off some steps. That was She was the one uh, clip that all your grandmas and parents were sending, Oh, my God, look at this girl! Oh my God, Rick! Look at this! I'm like, yeah, all my friends and uh, we've seen it. We've all we, we've we've all seen it. Thank you. But that's her. She's come a long way. Come a long way. One other notable I wanted to mention though, from just after discovering her this year and moving forward, I saw her clips from the uh, it was the Jersey Stop. Chloe Cavell. She's only 12 years old and probably one of the only few female skaters in contests throwing down switch tricks. You know, Australia represent i think i got some listeners out in australia chloe you guys you guys something good with chloe you guys yeah she's gonna be huge in this league i'm calling it now 12 years old 
doing like switch kickflips down like gaps and steps. Like, damn, okay, okay. So grab your popcorn for her. I'm just like I said, I had to. She, she wasn't in this event, but I had to point it out. So, yeah, she's on my radar. She's on my radar. But all in all, though, this is a great event. It was about what, about three hours of, of my time. So you know, put it on while you fold the laundry or something. You're cooking some dinner. You know, put it, put on your earbuds. Listen to the commentators talk. Listen to Sean Malto work his magic. I mean, there is some epic skating in there. So dig that as well. You hear? And congrats to all the winners of the 2022 Super Crown Championship. Quick water break. Next up, I just had to chime in on the beautifully crafted Alan Gelfin High video that dropped, what, about three days ago? First off, I'm going to assume that everyone tuning in knows who Alan Gelfin is. If not, there's your homework assignment, kids. Don't copy off each other either. But let me just start off with this. I watched this video on my phone, and the only comment that was shown underneath, you know you know how they give you previews of the comments, said, quote, better than mid-90s and North Hollywood. I agreed with Nanobyte's comment before I even clicked start. That's how much confidence I had with this one, you know? And he was right. Hell, hey, hey, Nano, you could even go back and edit that post and add in street dreams as well. Just saying, just saying. It might even get more thumbs up that way. That way. <laughs> oh, but, but I knew this was quality production within the first 10 seconds. 10 seconds, right? That's all it took to hook me. 10 seconds. Hear me out. Right at the 8-second mark, you got to give them credit for making sure they try their best to find the perfect school for Alan Gelfin High, right? See how they filmed that? Showing only the D and the rest of it was kind of hidden behind the trees. So you just had D high school as to, you know, make it more believable. Well done, team. Well done. Don't don't think I wouldn't catch that. Couldn't slip that past me. Attention to details, baby. And that works for me. But anyone know which... uh? Which school that was? I'm assuming it was in L.A. Because it was sunny. Moments later, we got to hear, see, and meet Bob, our, our quote-unquote hero. As he says, everyone knows me. Bob is the man. Man, I, I, I love Bob. Can we get an entire series or movie with Bob? I love the little hidden message there, too, about trying to fit in. Hanging with the cool guys. Not trying to be too desperate. Don't worry, weekend guys. Just remember you are the weekend guys. And you will never have to worry about fitting in. Okay? You do you. That's why we love you. So if there was some hidden message behind that, don't worry about it, guys. You don't have to. You fit in. You fit in well in the skateboarding industry, in the community here. But there are so many great moments in this 7-minute and, what, 40-second video. I could list them all, but I won't. Genius stuff. Genius. <laughs> this is... <laughs> uh, quote, this is your brain on Baker. <laughs> oh, damn. Half piss drunks. <laughs> half babysitters. <laughs> Let me try and repeat that without laughing. Half piss drunks. Half babysitters. You know, insert skull emoji. Dead, dead, dead. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> such two extremes. 
Because it's true. Because it's true, right? And why did Bob put on his shade filter to say what's up to Spanky? I need answers. And why was Spanky sitting down on the ground? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Half pissed drunk, half babysitters. Nailed it. And the lads from across the pond. These guys don't wait in the queue for free lunch. It was like, mad, 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 mad. Beep, 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 beep. Oh, gosh. And then they had, oh, try solving this crazy puzzle right here. You know, what's up, crazy Frankie? The frog team? <laughs> Crayons everywhere. Glitter smudged all around. And they're so young. How are they allowed on campus with no supervision? Who's in charge over there? What are these kids doing? How old are they? Who's Jesse? <laughs> I was dying, dying. Why don't you guys draw me up a graphic sometime? Just kidding. Ooh, shots fired at Frog. Damn. Oh, and what's the meaning behind Frog Fin? You guys notice that? What's the meaning behind that? I said it on the kid's shirt. Am I missing something? Fill me in, please. Fill me in. <clears throat> the Australians, of course, of course, had to have some shrimp on the Barbie. And Foster's. Tall cans, of course. Duh. That was funny, though. But my favorite moment was that two minutes, 18 seconds, you know, cut to minivan and enter shoddy shod. Yeah, he's way out of your league, way out of your league. Shoddy shod. He smells roses, has that signature smile. But you have to pay attention to how he grabs that rose, pulls it in, smells it. And the key thing here, the release. It's all in the release. Not a single rose petal was harmed during the film in this video. Look at that release. I mean, he, dude even makes smelling roses look so damn stylish. The hell? This is not fair, Ashad. I need to speak to a manager. Look at the way he smells roses, guys. That release. Look at the fingers. The release. No petals fell. Damn. Just points and smiles with ease. The shot is out of all of our leagues. We all need to find like a different spot to sit at for brunch and lunch moving forward. This video just did it. Sealed the deal. They even had a Professor Schmidt cameo. Fumes and all. Yeah. Smell those. <laughs> Smile too. I was cracking up. And I was cracking up when they walked by that couple making out the hiss. <laughs> the corn song. <laughs> uh, falling away from me. That was great. That was great. Great addition. There's a little hiss, you know. It just takes it out of the moment for a second. Then they introduce us to the Don't Even Think About It crew, the hockey team. <laughs> oh, gosh. I was cracking up, though. The helmet, the hair, the image of the cat on ice. I mean, that's something off the circle back and look up. Cats on ice. Is there some video clips of that? I bet it's probably pretty funny. <laughs> but... Oh, and uh, how about those shots fired at Welcome Skateboards? Damn! Is Nora holding up the team all by herself? I think they're holding strong after Ryan's departure, right? They're still good. They're good. That was such a solid take, though. Oh, you're looking at Nora. Holding up the team as usual. Shots fired. But way to stay strong, though, Nora. We, we know you can all do it. You know, should that be, or if that is truly indeed what's happening, you, you, you got this. You can handle it. The vloggers were so damn accurate, too. 
So much thought into this video, I tell you. I could break down every scene, every moment. There are so many great cameos in this video. One of my favorites, too, was the janitor. And I won't ruin it for you if you haven't seen it yet. They were like, do yourself a favor and stay away from that guy. I just want to know what he was, like, mopping up out there, you know? I mean, I feel if you're on concrete, you can just use a hose. Uh, but what I, what do I know? I don't know. Just was like, you, you good, janitor? Thumbs up? The primitive team intro was spot on. I agree. I agree. Can it get any more perfect? Perfect team. The future is primitive, right? We all want to hang with the prod father. But we need to talk to his agent first. Yeah. Got to lock those details in. Don't slide into his DMs, you know, even without talking to his agent first. And then they got to the rollerbladers, right? Quote, unquote, it's social suicide, as Bob said. We don't hang with them. Or do we, though? And you know they had to end it with a cute meet, you know, a nice bonding moment when that dude's bag, you know, fell to the ground and what was like a coin or something? What the hell was that thing that rolled over to the blader? But it was at this moment in time that I knew something strong was being formed here, like a true bond, you know, it was that moment right there. So we see it in the movies, the cute meet. And then, you know, another video later, we got to see it all go down. For the second part, skateboarding, teaming up, skateboarding x rollerblading. Seven minutes and 25 seconds. And I loved the police squad, you know, naked gun effect at the beginning. You know, chasing down them skaters and bladers all at the same time, of course. We even got to hear from the man himself, Frank Drebin, R.I.P. Leslie Nielsen. I'm a, I was a huge fan. Still am a huge fan of his work. Love that guy. Miss that guy. One of the best to do it. And in case you didn't notice, it was from one of the greatest scenes in that franchise. The famous, you know, money exchange, you know, for information scene. I'm pretty sure I've talked about it before. I'll include it in the link below. So funny. So funny. So the weekend guys knows they know what's up. They know what's up with that clip. It's like classic, classic. So bravo for including that. And it was followed up with some of the most amazing skating and blading I have ever seen. Like combined. Groundbreaking, team. Groundbreaking. Like pushing boundaries. Not wanting to sit at the ki the cool kids table. No. It's the collab we didn't know we needed. However, I'm in a much different mind space than I was say, when I was, say, maybe in my 20s. Back then, I probably would have thought, this is lame. This is dumb. Have you seen it yet? Why not? Are you a blader hater? Maybe you're worried that this will change your views and your mind. I, I, I know. Let's, let's real talk here. That's probably what you're feeling, right? And if so, then I have to say, you have to watch it then. Okay? If you're torn, you're on the fence, all I have to say is that you have to stop fighting that feeling. You can't fight it anymore. You've probably forgotten what you started fighting for to begin with. It's time to bring this ship into the shore, throw away the oar forever. Trust me. Do it. These two videos made my week. Quote, it's just wheels. Don't look at me. Should he be drinking with no liver? I mean, there's so many one-liners that I loved, loved from this video, these two videos. And I love them so much that I want more. 
fact, I don't even care about the Saudi race anymore. I don't even care. Whatever. I want this. I want more of this. But I appreciate you guys tuning in. Oh, oh, shoot. One last thing. King skateboards, huh? Hmm. King skateboards. December 2nd. I'll probably talk more on that maybe next week or the week after. King Skateboards. Interesting. 